When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Come be a part of the greatest stable since the four horsemen and freeshows.com is your home for Arn and all of my other podcasts. And you get every episode from all the shows early ad free and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just 30 cents a day. Want to add cheese to that Whopper? Adfreeshows.com also has tons of exclusive Arn bonus content, like reliving the very first War Games match or watching back a landmark moment in Arn's career, pinning Hulk Hogan 1-2-3 on Nitro. We also have interactive events where you get to chat one-on-one with Arn during Ask Arn Live, or how about live watch-along events like we did with FTR and Tully. Uh, of course, Arn is not one to toot his own horn, so I will toot-toot. Adfreeshows.com is the best value going in wrestling today. So sign up today or else. Maybe we should have a gun sound effect here. I'm just kidding. Adfreeshows.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at savewithconrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spine Buster. He is Double A, the Enforcer. Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? Very good. How are you, man? I'm actually floating. You know. Oh yeah. Listen, it's it's time. I I, I talked a lot of trash, and you were humble Joe, but now here you are. I wish I could cue music right now. We are the champion. Georgia stomped a mud hole in Alabama. Congratulations, dude. I don't know about that stomp in a mud hole. And I'm going to be uh, very conservative here because you guys are the uh, cream of the crop in college football. We know that 
every now and then a team will play up to its, you know, or over its expectancy and uh, pull one off. Georgia Bulldogs played together and they came out in the second half and they, I called it. I said, if Alabama comes out after getting their ass chewed out, which I assume is what happens, you tell me, because in the second half, they come out and they just score at will, right? Yeah. There's a halftime adjustments, I believe is the phrase, but you couldn't make an adjustment for, you know, a couple of games ago, we lost our very best receiver. And during this game torn ACL for our second best receiver. Yeah. Bryce had nobody to throw it to and uh, Stetson Bennett, man, his life is a movie now. Is it not? I guess so. Yeah. You know, he, I guess he has quite a story. Uh, I know for Georgia fans, lifelong Georgia fans, it's, uh, you know, it's almost, uh, you pinch yourself and go, is this really real? Yeah. You know, it's been so long and, and the, a little bit of a history. The last time they won, it was 80 with Herschel, right? Yeah. I, I didn't see that. I was born in 81. I wanted to ask, are you a lifelong Georgia fan? Like from a little kid all the way up? Yep. And, and here's how, how deep the tie is, uh, on that 80 championship team. Matt Hudson was like, I think the left tackle, he played high school at West Rome. I played against him in our championship. Ray Donaldson, who is a all pro, all everything was the center for 13 years in the NFL. I think, I don't know how many years he was all pro. He got a ring and he, uh, when he was with the Cowboys and he would played with uh, Indianapolis Colts. So Ray and I were dual inside linebackers in 76. Wow. That's awesome. East Rome high school. You could tell then he was something special. So yes, I have been a fan for a long time. Well, I'm proud for you, man. You know, my dad was elated. I remember as a, uh, a younger man, my dad was so over the moon in 92 when Alabama upset Miami. Cause you know, the hurricanes were just destroying everybody. And uh, longtime fans will remember Alabama wound up winning a considerable sum. And, uh, they were playing the Heisman trophy winner and, you know, they had all these accolades, Gino Toretta. It just felt like, man, this is done deal. And Alabama somehow pulled it off. And my dad was over the moon cause he hadn't seen a championship since, you know, the seventies. And now I can only imagine, you know, here we are 20 something years later, I guess 30 years later now. And we're talking about Georgia winning one for the first time in 41 years. That's a big doggone deal for the whole fan base, especially I, I couldn't help, but think about you. And of course I thought about the Shivani family, all those youngins, you know, going to those games, all those years and Tony being a part of the organization. And it, it was a really cool deal to see another sec school that's been on the cusp for so many years. Cause it felt like Mark Richt was going to get y'all there a dozen times and it just didn't happen. And for it finally to happen. And, and with a great quarterback story like that, it really is like out of a movie, dude. Well, you're very gracious. That's why I'm going to be very gracious too, and not jump up and down and do a standing gainer, which I'd probably end up <laughs> blow, blowing both my knees out anyway. So yeah, it was just, it was one of those things. It wasn't a jump up and go around and grab a bottle of Jack Daniels and turn it up. It was just sink back on the couch and just go, Wow. Those kids did it. Yeah. It's amazing on both teams at number 31 for Alabama and the number 17 for Georgia, Yeah, how they can just take over a game. Yeah. 
just one, and they did it. Both of those guys. I yeah. mean, they were. It was like I don't know how many, you know, tackles and sacks and all the what the stats were on either one of those guys. But my God, they were all over the place. So listen, I got to ask. I couldn't help but notice you were not happy with the uh, the officiating in the game. I, I, it's very seldom I see someone win a game and a championship. They've been trying to hope to win for four decades but they're still griping about officiating. What was so egregious in the game? I just don't think, I I think when one call, uh, with Georgia for grounding, okay, that's grounding, but the, almost the exact same thing happens to Alabama. It's not grounding. There was one play in particular where the ball came loose and the guy caught the fumble going out of bounds and his toe was right on the line. Right. Yep. And they shot it from the back. They never gave you the telltale shot. And this was at a pivotal point in the game. I mean, this could have turned everything around. They didn't shoot the overhead shot, which would literally give you was his toe on the line or not. There were several calls. I don't remember them all, but it was just like, in in the first one where they lost the ball and when they scored and they called it back and called it something else, it's usually like when you miss an extra point on your first touchdown, you go, that's going to come back and bite us on the ass. I just thought, okay, they brought that one back. Let them play for God's sakes. They're playing Alabama. Number one, they got all the advantages they need because they're just better than everybody else. Let's don't penalize the other team. And, uh, it just felt like there was a few, a few plays that weren't equally distributed and it got so many and and some of them were holding. If you wanted to Conrad, you know, cause you're, you could call it on every play, every play, every holding happens on on both teams. Yes. On both teams. Yes. So, Hey, this is for the national championship. Let them play. I mean, as, as a younger man, as you know, I'm sure you played some, some offensive line or defensive line, whatever. The offensive linemen are straight up taught. If you're going to hold, hold right here in the middle. If your arms are on the outside, it's very obvious you're holding, but right here, it just looks like you're pushing. You got two handfuls of jerseys. Kids are taught that in peewee. You know what we were taught as this is how far back I go. Uh, if you're an offensive lineman, you fire out, hit him with your head and you have your forearms up. If you would have actually reached out and grabbed the guy and they could have pulled it back, you know, you didn't have replay and all that shit back then in high school football. But if somebody would have saw that, they would go, well, idiot, you're so, you're so obvious. What did you think was going to happen? We didn't teach that technique. Right. Well, now they let them get away with it a little bit, but if you're going to let them get away with it a little bit, apply it across the board. That's all. Yeah. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. Steven Singer's announcing his brand new rose color for this Valentine's day. Are you ready? Click your heels three times and say, I wish I knew what the new color is. Wish granted Steven Singer's brand new rose color is Emerald city. Picture it. A real rose dipped and trimmed in pure 24 karat gold with sparkling deep green petals. This magical Emerald city rose will take her breath away this Valentine's day. As she opens that beautiful gift box to reveal a real rose encased in brilliant 24 karat gold set against stunning deep green. 
Go to I hate Steven Singer today and get your Steven Singer Emerald City 24 karat gold dipped rose and get yours before they're gone. Exclusively and only available at Steven Singer Jewelers. It's the number one gift this Valentine's Day. Steven's famous gold dip roses start at just $59 and all come with a lifetime guarantee. Fast, free shipping, real jewelers, real roses for your real love, all at IHateStevenSinger.com. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Well, uh, I just thought it was interesting that, uh, I ain't scared. No, no, I ain't scared. Oh, I'm not saying you are. I just thought it tickled me that Georgia won, and, and you're still fussing about officiating. That's when I realized. Uh, Mr. Lundy might be getting a little older because, you know, let just take your you. victory lap. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, let me, let me pay you in Alabama the biggest compliment I can. Okay. okay. And I may be the, the only guy that feels this way, but when they had the ball it, with 52 seconds left and Alabama had the ball, I thought Georgia was going to lose that game. What? Yep. I what? thought they were going to home one in the end zone. Do one of those Alabama miracles, get the kick off, you know, the onside kick, and get another score. Wow. In 30 seconds. That I, that was going through my mind, and I'm going, why aren't why aren't they playing? Right. Why isn't Georgia in a nickel defense and got 10 people 30 yards back? Well, right. What the hell is what are they doing here? Did you feel that way that they just no. kind of ran the clock out and they weren't trying to catch up? I'm not trying to be a boo bird, but when, when both of our, our stud wide receivers go down and now we're playing with second and third string guys running routes, they don't, they're not in a rhythm with Bryce in a way where they could compete with Georgia starters. Uh, that was the way I felt. That was the way my dad felt. We knew when he went down and he was Jamison Williams. I mean, that wide receiver, when he goes down and he wasn't tackled to land the way he did, you could just tell, oh, that's ACL. I mean, you could just see like, he ain't coming back. And then of course, on the second part of I mean, when they come back from halftime, they say he's not coming back out. He won't play again or what have you. It was like, well, <clears throat> let's just, uh, see what the defense can do. Because at that point, the, the, the show that you've seen with Alabama and Bryce and his receivers, well, it's over. So now it's a matter of, can you run, which we've seen, we can run, but Usually the run is only allowed because they're scared of the pass. But if you don't have to respect that, then here we go. And Hey, it was a fun game. But in the end, I'm not upset that my friend's team won. As I've said a few times on the show, we're playing with house money as an Alabama fan. I was so spoiled when we got one in 92 and 09 every year since has felt like house money and I'm an eternal optimist, right? So I'm thinking, Hey, we got Will Anderson jr. Coming back. We got Bryce coming back next year. We're going to be good. Uh, you guys will never not be good. Well, until Saban goes, right? Well, yeah. And then it just depends on who's going to come in to take over and, you know, either rebuild or just tack onto the momentum that he left. Hey, so uh, I know we're talking a lot of football here. I want to try to tie in some wrestling. Uh, we are going to be talking about February of 87, but 
since I spiked the ball on Arn pretty good, I thought I should just take my whipping and he had mercy on me. So, uh, congrats to the bulldogs and Kirby smart and the whole team. And man, I really do hope Stetson's story becomes a movie or a book or something because it's bigger than just football. A lot of moms would love that story, but let's talk about something else that happened in football that I, I wondered, has there ever been a wrestling comparison? Antonio Brown made a lot of headlines a couple of weeks ago when he just quit in the middle of a football game. And we've had a little bit of time to marinate on it now. And a lot of people have their different opinions. And I do think, you know, maybe there's some mental health issues that need to be addressed and maybe they weren't, uh, because God, what a player he has been, but now quitting in such dramatic fashion. Do you remember ever seeing anything like that in wrestling? Like the only thing I can think of, and it is different is when Dennis Condry just disappeared one day, just gone. Is there a better example in, in wrestling of someone pulling an Antonio Brown? And that was when the midnight express was on top and Dennis was making the most money he had ever made. Yeah. Business was on fire and he just, we got off a plane and everybody went home like a Sunday evening or something. We had an afternoon show and the next day, he no Dennis and no Dennis ever again. It was, that was the craziest thing. You know, you think that the NFL has guidelines, you know, unless a person literally just flipped completely out to safeguard against something like that, or either the players would be so terrified of the ramifications that if, if that was just an act that you wouldn't go that far because it's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're playing the NFL, if you're the coach, you know, you're supposed to have that guy's respect. He's supposed to have yours and just, this was all over. Now, did I hear this right Let's, before I step in a big turd here? Didn't they want to put him in and he said he was hurt and couldn't go in? Well, listen, there's a lot of he said, she said between the team and him. I'm not exactly sure what happened. I just know the result is he quit in the middle of a game. And uh, I've just never seen that before. We've heard a lot of folks you know, not go back with, not travel back with the team and they quit in the locker room or what have you over the years. I shouldn't say a lot, but it's happened, but in the middle of a game, I'm just going to take my Jersey off and run through the field and I'm out of here. It was quite a spectacle. When you like to have been that Uber driver sitting there and all of a sudden the door opens and you look in your rear view mirror and there's Antonio Brown saying, Hey man, go to seven 11, I need 12 pack. I I'm curious though, is Dennis Condry the only thing that's close? And again, I'm not comparing their, their real life situations. We don't know the circumstances, but just, here's a guy who was on, who just won the super bowl. Who's playing with Tom Brady, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. They're going to be in the playoffs. He's a couple of plays away from making big money as bonuses. Sure. He probably has an injury thing. I'm not discounting that, but I'm just saying rather than play the game and just I don't mean the actual game. I mean, the political game and just ride it out. We're quitting right in the middle and nobody really knows why it felt a little like, man, that's kind of like when Condry just didn't show up again. Yeah. It's too crazy to even believe that it's real. Yeah. I refuse to believe that the guy just did all that with no thought of repercussions. 
then he just completely flipped, uh, you know, because if you completely flip out and do that on national television, you're not in control of your faculties. So how do you reel it back in? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't wait to hear the full story. I mean, I bet he comes out and says something like, you know, I didn't want to, and I don't have to. And there is something to that, that there's have tos and get tos in this world. And if he felt like he didn't have to, and it wasn't something he was looking forward to getting to, then see a sayonara, but we'll see what happens, but we're going to talk about what happens with Dennis Condry next month, at least a little bit, as much as we know. Uh, because that actually happened in February of 87 when Condry did his big disappearing act, but we're going to pick up where we left off right now. Talking about February of 87 and man, you guys are, uh, you're really, you don't quite maybe know it yet, but as the story goes, um, WrestleMania three, according to Mr. Crockett changed everything in the way he thought he had to compete with Vince McMahon. And that's going to happen at the end of March, 1987. So we're just one month away from that here. We start the first off though, February 1st in front of 4,500 fans at the Omni. You're on third taking on Brad Armstrong. Luger is going to come out and trip Brad Armstrong as he's attempting a suplex. And that allows you to fall on top and you get the win. Of course, Lex Luger has been courted a little bit on TV by JJ Dillon. And this is the first time we had seen the quote unquote expansion for the horseman. What'd you think of this? Having JJ and Lex at ringside for you? Uh, I thought it was good because they put Brad in a really bad situation as a baby face. And that's always good because you get the audience in their hip pocket. Uh, when it takes three guys to beat one guy, you gotta be thinking, well, who they must think this guy's pretty good. So your story is in place big time. And Brad was a great He's a great performer. He was a good friend of mine. And to, to screw him like that, you know, it was just, it elevated Brad. Let's also mention, uh, the next day you're uh, going to be doing, uh, Greenville, South Carolina. You're in the fourth match that day, taking on Wahoo. And then you're doing TV tapings in Spartanburg here. We'll see you get a win over Tommy angel with a spine buster and a gourd buster in four minutes and 42 seconds. In your mind, when did the spine buster replace the gourd, the gourd buster, or did it ever as your, as your finisher? I mean, we know you use the DDT. We know you used the spine buster. We know you used a gourd buster, but was there a transition period? Cause I think it started with the gourd buster and maybe eventually became the spine buster. Or how did that work? No, I just think that I could get to the spine buster virtually from anywhere. I could hit that as long as the guy was coming off the ropes or coming out off the, the second turnbuckle or whatever it may be, I could catch him. I'd have to stop a guy, shut him completely down to hit a gourd buster. So it was a more deliberate. I would use it in matches that I was in full control before I won versus guys that were about to beat me, and then I turned it around and beat them. It was That was the thought process. Well, what uh, of the three between the DDT, the spine buster, and the gourd buster – Overall, did the spine buster get the biggest crowd reaction? Yeah, because nobody else did it. Yeah. It's my move. It was a double a spine buster. All of us that ripped Jake off by stealing his DDT, you know, it was, he did a great one, but there was a couple of other very good ones around and it was, you know, we ripped them off, but you know, 
nobody was doing the spine buster. So who do you remember the my- first guy being to, to rip off the spine buster? Do you recall? Uh, I'm not asking you to dunk on him. I'm just saying, do you remember? No, no, no. It would have probably, you know, be honest with you. Not seeing guys that were like working house shows and all that stuff. But one of the guys that, uh, it kind of shocked me and it flattered me. And it was at the time, it was pretty cool. As Hunter came to me and asked if he, you know, I minded if he used it. Well, that's cool. You know, and he was certain, I mean, he was already in possession, you know, position, excuse me, to be the next boss. He was positioned as a top guy with the company and to have that respect to come up and say that. Yeah. That I remember very clearly. Well, we don't, we don't talk about current stuff all that often, but since you mentioned it, I feel like I should ask your opinion. I know you're not there, so you don't have any inside information. So I'm not asking for scoops. I'm asking for your opinion. What'd you think, or what'd you make of the news that it seems like Hunter's crew is out at NXT. It was recently announced that Samoa Joe, Mr. Regal, and both the Armstrong boys are no longer with WWE. Considering that not that long ago, road dog was really riding SmackDown and was on the inner circle and gosh, Regal's been there forever. Those caught me off guard. What say you? No, I don't really know for sure what's what's going on, but it seems like to me that anybody that makes over $150 a day, they're getting rid of. I'm thinking they're going to just clean house with every contract that is even relatively substantial, and they're going to start over. Okay, guys, we're going to revamp this company from the ground up. You're going to make a fifth of what you used to make, but it's still more money than you're qualified to make anywhere else. So if you're a wrestler and you're in the wrestling business, do you just because you made a million last year, are you going to turn down two fifty, right? To go sell cars, you know, don't know. That's the only thing I can think. And what they have is a handsome look for their investors, for their, their TV affiliates and all that. It all looks really good on paper. Because they, they make no mistake, Fox and USA, when they look at those numbers, they got to be horrified because that's not what they signed on for. Your quarantine pastime quickly turned into an obsession because you got really good at it. After your 300th lap around the rainbow road, your eyes start to blur. You hear a stomach growl, but that's not part of the game. You check the calendar and you're going on three days of straight gaming and you've officially hit a wall. Time to refuel. You could grab an energy drink, but a milkshake would really hit the spot. Energy drink or milkshake? Energy drink or milkshake? But you still need a free hand at your controller. What if you could just put the energy drink right in the milkshake? Yeah, Sheets did that. Same fuel, new freeze, Imagine getting your favorite energy bursting G fuel flavors like Fazberry, snow cone and hype sauce whipped iced and milkshakeified. You're in for a long lasting fast acting energy with a creamy, cool texture. Grab a focus freak milkshake for three 99 or less and use offer code energize to save $1 when you order on the sheets app, not in the mood for a milkshake. 
you're still covered at sheets. Their made to order menu is completely customizable 24 seven, 365. This is a limited time offer from January 5th through March 1st, 2022. It's valid at participating locations only plus tax where applicable offer excludes extras and add-ons. So what are you waiting for? Go grab a focus freak milkshake for three 99 or less. And be sure to use our offer code energize to save $1 when you order on the sheets app. You know, we're learning as we listen to this Arn broadcast every week that Arn was getting better at his craft. He was perfecting his craft. He was learning how to work with anybody. He was learning how to have a good match with anybody back in the day in wrestling. They called that a mechanic. Now, these days, if you're a mechanic, you're going to get a deal on your, on your auto parts. If you go down to the corner store, but if you're like you and I, well, they're going to charge you up to twice as much. Can you believe that? Just recently discovered that if you walk into one of those national chains that sells car and auto parts, they're going to charge you up to twice as much. If you're a do it yourselfer for the same stuff. And that's never the case at rockauto.com. You see our friends at rockauto.com are a family owned business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for like 20 years. So go to rockauto.com for all the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've even got stuff like engine control modules or carpet for your car or brake parts or tail lamps or motor oil, whether it's a classic or a daily driver, everything you need is available right now at rockauto.com. And in just a few clicks, you can get it delivered directly to your door. This online catalog at rockauto.com is so easy. Even Arn can do it. And that's saying something. He refers to himself as a high tech redneck. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, choose the specs and the prices you prefer. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and get this the same for everyone. I don't really dig the way that these uh, stores have been handling the pricing on this. This seems unfair. Rock Auto to the rescue, man. RockAuto.com has an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car or truck will ever need. It's RockAuto.com. So do me a favor. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just take a look. And when you find what you're looking for, write in Arn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. That's RockAuto.com. And when you get to that, how did you hear about us box? Just write in Arn. Well, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, what happens with NXT. There's lots of rumors and innuendo, but I agree. Once upon a time, it felt like Hunter was the, maybe the heir apparent, but, uh, based on the news, we see it almost looks like that's no longer the case. Um, to be honest with you, I may, I could be way off and everybody that has an opinion could be way off this in the history of the business. There's I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's good God. Well, I want to mention, uh, in 87 here, February 5th, you're working in Harrisonburg, Virginia. It's a high school gym. There's 1600 people there, but that's a sellout. And you're going to be working, uh, with Brad Armstrong. Brad gets the win the next day. You're working on top. Uh, and this is in Richmond, Virginia, and this is kind of fun. 5,500 fans are here. It's Ron Garvin and Bob Armstrong wrestling Arn and Ole Anderson. So Bob Armstrong coming into the territory, he had briefly done an angle back in 86, but now he's here to work some shows and you're standing across the ring from him. A guy that you had a, a soft spot for this must've been a, a pretty cool deal for you. Yeah. You know, besides being 
the having the respect I had for him as a performer and all that, I had equally as much respect as a man. He was like a father figure to me. He really was. He took care of me. He treated me so well. He had me in his home when I was working for Pensacola. They had me over for Thanksgiving dinner. It was like they kind of took me into their family, and I never forgot that. I never will forget it, and uh, nothing but respect for Bob Armstrong. It's pretty crazy to think, too. Bob Armstrong started wrestling in 1960, and here he is wrestling with you in 87. You know, I know we just brief, briefly mentioned them, but I oftentimes think maybe that we wrestling fans forget, you know, there's another pretty damn special family in wrestling. It's not just about the Von Ericks in Texas or the hearts in Canada. There's also the Armstrongs, you know, Georgia and Florida and Alabama. I mean, I know a lot of our listeners, myself included, we didn't see it, but my dad remembers going to Montgomery and seeing the bullet. And, and a lot of folks did back in the day. He was one of the top draws in that territory for a long, long time. Yeah. And probably over a 10 year period straight. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. Yeah. I mean, they really were. And you know, the thing is they could all perform. They all added something special to the business. They were great workers. They understood the business. Every single one of them could, could perform. And, uh, so they earned whatever kudos they probably are, uh, not given enough credit. Like you said, they are one of those, those families in wrestling that you go, wow. Okay. That's right. Those guys were phenomenal. I can't wait to see, uh, what's next for the Armstrong boys, because I'm sure the Armstrong legacy in wrestling is not done. Uh, there's, there's more to be done. Uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. We got 11,641 fans there on February 7th to see you team up with Lex Luger to take on Wahoo McDaniel and Baron Von Rashke. I guess this makes sense. We're trying to get the new kid, uh, some reps and some, and, and give him an opportunity to learn and sit under the learning tree or all those wrestling cliches. What do you remember about tagging with Lex right after his debut? I mean, he's been here for a month at this point. And now you're in there with him, Wahoo and Baron, tons of experience and Lex Luger. Tell me about it. Probably wasn't the best choice of opponents for Lex. If you're going to try to get them over, that would have been much better. If it would have, let's just say Brad Armstrong, Brad and Bob. Yeah. Brad and Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. You know, Tim Horner and even Tim Horner and Brad, uh, Baron's not going to bounce around. He was towards the twilight of his career already. Wahoo, you know, I think met Luger for the first time down in Florida, and he might have even brought him in. Was Wahoo the booker? No. When Luger was in Florida? Oh, well, now he may have been. I'm not sure about that. I need to look. $64,000 question. So if he did, he would have probably been uh, generous with Lex if he had that history with him. Um, well, but your point is these are older guys and sometimes you need guys to up, down, up, down. And, you know, we haven't talked about this before and I don't even know how you feel about the term, but we wrestling fans hear a phrase all the time. I want you to break down for some of our listeners who may not be familiar with it. What does bump and feed mean? It means when a baby face hits you with a strike or a throw or a move or a suplex, go with it make it spectacular and sell it to the degree it should be sold. Uh, 
if this the, one of the things I hate is this back and forth strong style forearm me, I'll forearm you, forearm me, I'll forearm you. And nobody has even knocked the other guy's head a quarter turn. If I hit somebody with a flipper and his he does a move, I'm gonna walk right over, step through the ropes, hit the floor, and disappear back in the locker room. Because apparently I am not going to be able to do anything with Superman today. I love it. Uh, JCP is going to be in Greenville on February 9th. And we've got Arn Anderson teaming with Lex Luger to take on Bob Armstrong and the Boogie Woogie Man. Originally, this was advertised as Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner, but it winds up being Bob and Jimmy Valiant. They're going to give Lex a different type of match. He's getting a lot of different looks here. Is he not? Yeah. And I'm wondering how I figured out to take all the bumps for both teams. Yeah. Cause that's what had to have happened. Boogie, no bump. He's no bumper. God bless him. He's Shakespeare all along, all the time. <laughs> Bobby ain't going to take a bunch of bumps. He might've went down once. Who won that match? Had to be those guys, and they had to beat me. No, right? you you and Luger won. They're they're putting Luger over strong here, man. I, if I okay. had to guess, I would guess Luger pin uh, Boogie Woogie. I'm just guessing. Maybe even put him in the rack. How about that? Wow, but uh, that would have meant Boogie would have had to gave up. He might not have been happy about that. <laughs> That's a sixty four thousand dollar question. Get Silva on it, please. Silva needs to do something. You know what I'm going to do though. I'm going to play a couple of promos. These aired on the syndicated show on February 7th. We've got a single promo here from Arn. I think let's take a listen. Lights out cage match. The rocket roll express against ravishing Rick Rude and the raging bull with Paul Jones. That's all in Raleigh. Here's Arn Anderson for the U S title against Nikita Koloff. Let me explain something to you, Nikita. The American sports system is laid out in one way. It's called chronological order. See, to get to the champion, first of all, you got to get what we call broke in. Then you got to beat somebody with some credibility. Then you got to beat somebody a little better, somebody a little better. Then you got to become a champion. Then you get considered for a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, you've did all that, Nikita. You're the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. But see, if you leave that backside exposed, I'll beat you in Raleigh. You won't be in line for that title shot, and that's what we're hoping on. So you were promoting their uh, tickets for the Dorton Arena show, February 12th. There's going to be 5,200 fans there for that TV taping. Nikita would get the win, but I bet he cheated. You know it? He had to have. I mean, there's no way he could beat you clean. I know that. Everybody knows that. Yeah, and I always thought my neck was bigger than his anyway. Yeah, I mean, he was giving working numbers. You were like a shoot badass. He was just a pretend tough guy. Everybody knows. Uh, well, so, said. well said. Well said. <laughs> uh, here's a promo from that same episode of Pro. It aired on February 7th, 1987. Here are the horsemen. Let's take a listen. Okay, Bob, we're here with the world television champion, Tully Blanchard, James J. Dillon, Arn Anderson. Well, Tony Giovanni, Rick Flair was just out here dressed immaculately as usual. But Tully and myself officially kick a little backside up here, so we were going to give all the people a chance to see a little skin. You see, don't you find it peculiar that it's February, and here we stand, bronze and bulked out of our gorge, you see, while everybody else gets up in the morning and watches Roadrunner and eats French toast. Tully and myself and Flair are in that gym training and in that sunbed because you see 
when you're one of the four horsemen and you go to any public place. You got an appearance to keep up. You got a self-respect. You got to keep up. And above and beyond everything else, Tony Giovanni, we are looking way too good tonight. And James J has something to show you, buddy. Well, let's take a little break here because I want to spend a little time here. This deserves a little special attention. Okay, we'll take a break and come right back with the three gentlemen. I like that, man. The little tease. Wow, I that doesn't happen all the time. No, it does not. Let's uh let's see if there's a payoff here in the in the group promo, because I think you guys do one more uh, as a group, but uh, I don't know why, man, but listen to these old promos. It just gets me fired up. This is like, might be my favorite part of wrestling. It's just hearing you guys talk your shit. Let's take a listen by James J. Dillon, two of the four horsemen and Lex Luger. Well, as I look at the monitor, this is a good looking picture. Lex Luger sure adds to this picture. Seems to fit right in with the horseman. You know, Tully Blanchard did a very nice thing last Christmas because of the great job that he said that I did for him as his administrative director last year, gave me 25% of the stock of Tully Blanchard Enterprises, which up to that point was held solely by him. And one of the first things that I've advised Lex Luger to do is to take some of his money and I'm guiding it towards buying some of the stock of Tully Blanchard Enterprises. A lot of things happen fast around here and the wheels are really in motion and Barry Wyndham thought he had things really going his way and maybe he's got a matchup now. It's gonna try and press a lot of people. We wanna stay here and just see what he's got. Okay, let's go to the ring. So now you guys are going to watch, uh, Barry wrestle. Barry's going to talk some trash. You guys are going to come in flair included. It becomes a big pull apart flares wrestling in pants. Uh, but it really breaks down in a major way, but more importantly, the groundwork is laid. Hey, Lex Luger doesn't just want to be a horseman. He's hanging around the horseman. Uh, it's feeling like, uh, it's something that even JJ wants when he says, Hey, look at that picture. Doesn't that look good? So we're planting the seeds of, uh, of Lex being a horseman. That's good stuff, man. It's escalating for sure. Big time. We talked earlier about you wrestling Tommy angel that would actually air on worldwide on February 7th. And there's a horseman promo. Let's take a listen. Television champion, Tully Blanchard, James J. Dillon, Lex Luger. Is he a, is he officially a horseman? Well, the horsemen are a very unique group. Something that comes along once in a lifetime. When you got a world heavyweight champion, a world television champion, the greatest tag team combination in wrestling, a man would be a fool to even think about breaking up that combination. We are an elite group. We're tight. I've said on record we do not plan to expand at this time, but I think it worth, it's worthy of pointing out that Lex Luger is a stockholder in Tully Blanchard Enterprises. That means he's got to be tight with the right people. And Tully, like we've said, there's always room in the limousine for Lex Luger. You know, Lex Luger was a great star in his own right, but he decided, as me said many times publicly, he wanted to take himself one step higher, and that's being part of the horsemen. Well, I tell you what, Lex, right here, baby, that's a handout, and I am one of the horsemen, baby. Well, good things have already happened since I've become an associate of the horsemen. They know my intentions. I will and do want to become a horseman, but good things are happening. My net value has already increased through the graciousness of Tully Blanchard Incorporated, and also... You know, I've been talking about the new sensation, I suppose, a group of guys called the Horsemen who have been, been sensational year in and year out. And that's why I want to be Horsemen, because I'm going to be doing it year in and year out with the Horsemen. That's what it is, Lex. It's making money all the time. And I tell you what, Bob Cuddle, all you people, you want to see what the Horsemen are? That's the Horsemen right there. Double A, do it, baby. Do it, Double A. So he throws to you, you're going to put the beat down on Tommy Angel, but I'm loving this evolution of the Lex Luger story in hindsight, that was pretty well done, man. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, in hindsight, being 2020, making everything perfect, there would have been nice to someone to just allude. Uh, Ole should be back anytime. Something like that. Just to make you think. Yeah. That was a detail that maybe got dropped. We'll see. Yeah. I can't argue that. You guys are going to be back in Atlanta doing your thing on TBS, February 14th, Valentine's day. You're going to beat Zane Smith with the, uh, gourd buster. Uh, it's a quick squash. He also had a squash match on, uh, uh, worldwide on February 14th, but more importantly, we get a promo here from you on the 14th on worldwide. I guess the horsemen are in tow as well. Let's take a listen. No doubt another impressive win for Lex Luger. And yes, the horsemen are feeling good. You know, Tony Schiavone, you're talking about the man in the gym. You saw him use probably 20 moves, more wrestling moves than half of the wrestlers know. The man is a wrestling machine. You know, I had a very interesting letter this morning from a little old grandmother up in Pennsylvania that said she's been watching every week the horsemen and what they're doing. And she likened us to the Titanic. And she said every week she tunes in on World Championship Wrestling waiting for the impending disaster. Well, I want to tell you something. The Titanic was a well-built ship. There was nothing wrong with her. And she wouldn't have gone down if the captain had been doing his job, if the man on radar had been doing his job, if the man down in the boiler room had been doing his job. Well, Ric Flair is doing a fine job defending the World Heavyweight Championship all over this world. Tully Blanchard is doing an excellent job defending the world television title, putting the $10,000 up that says he is the very best at what he does. The Andersons continue to demolish people, and our very close associate, Lex Luger, just gave you a demonstration of his skills. So to the little old grandmother up in Pennsylvania, you sit in front of your TV every week, get you a big basket of chips, pretzels, and whatever else you like, and you wait for the impending disaster. But I got a good, strong feeling that that picture tube's going to burn out before you see the four horsemen go down. Right, Lex? That's right. You know, I already said the road warriors. They were scoring to talk. They're big. They're muscular. But then it came Lex Luger. I'm taller. I got the same muscles. But lo and behold, I've got some definition in this body. There's no body fat here. Now everybody's talking about You don't see the road warriors. They're hitting the gym right now. They're trying to look like me. You know, the four horsemen are where it's at. And the straw that stirs a drink of professional wrestling, you know, the pro wrestling was a luxury condo. You're on the top floor, but you're on the whole floor, the penthouse suite, all the other wrestlers are down below them. Just all the wrestling. The horseman, Lex Luger, is where the wrestling world is at. You know, the gym's full of muscle heads, but there's only one. What do you say? Total package? That's it. I love Total that. package. You know, Tony Schiavone, I like that analogy about being the top floor of the penthouse. But, you know, we got hot and cold running women. Right, double A? All right. All right. Do it, do it. Okay. In the ring, Arn Anderson. Let's take a time out here. And while we normally have a lot of fun on this show, this is a pretty serious topic. Life insurance. Specifically, Goliath life insurance. Let me give you a pro tip. We're all going to die. So before you get a visit from the undertaker, think just for a second about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow with life insurance from goliathlife.com. What we're really talking about is protecting what you've worked so hard to provide for both you and more importantly, your family. You see, life insurance isn't about you. It's about those who matter the most to you. Sure. You do a great job taking care of them now, but who would do that if something awful happened to you? I just lost two friends in the last year and a half, one 42 with two kids, the other 46 who left behind a wife and three kids. Thank God they had insurance. And Hey, I hear you. 
Nobody wants to think or talk about life insurance, but think about this. You might not get in a car accident, but you have auto insurance. You might not get sick, but you have health insurance. So we'll protect our car and we'll even protect ourselves from like crazy medical bills. But will we protect our family? That's what life insurance means to me. Peace of mind. Goliathlife.com streamlines the life insurance purchase process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers all at the same time and at the same place. Goliathlife.com. You'll do a fast and easy application and have multiple quotes within minutes. And oh, by the way, goliathlife.com has solutions for every budget. And maybe best of all, you pick your terms and payments at goliathlife.com. Once you pick your price, you can start the online application immediately. And check this out. You can even schedule the medical exam to happen in your home. You don't even have to leave the house to do this. And yes, I have done this. They sent someone to my office. It was fast. It was easy. And it was unlike anything I expected. I got to skip the phone calls, the paperwork and the crazy invasive conversations, and even the multiple visits to the doctor's office that we all hate so much. Goliathlife.com makes buying life insurance simple. Goliathlife.com promises no hidden fees, no upsell, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliathlife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. So man, let me give you a little life hack. All right. Uh, this past year I discovered something I'm not kidding around, changed my freaking life. And I felt so strongly about it. I made almost everybody in my life get it. Our gimmick attorney, Mike Dawkins has one. Of course, Arn has one, but man, so does everybody else. I even got Casio kid. One of these for Christmas. I'm talking about chili sleep. Now you've heard me brag about chili sleep for quite a while. I think they've been with us about six months, but these past six months, dude, I've legitimately gotten the best sleep of my life. Last week, I took the wife to vacation. Uh, it was her birthday and we went down to the beach and I took a chili sleep with me. I slept nine hours a night on vacation. I mean, I have to set an alarm. I'm sleeping so good right now. I'm talking about eight hours, sometimes nine, even 10 hours of nonstop constant sleep. The energy I feel is such a difference. It's night and day from before. And our man Cassio kid, he tells me he's got the exact same experience. And what's cool about this is both Cassio and I have the double-sided gimmick here. We're talking about the Uller from chili sleep, but you can get it for just one side or you can get it for both sides and buddy. What a game changer. Cassio kid likes it cold at night. So do I, his wife and my wife, they like it a little warmer. We're talking different temperatures for different sides of the bed. It's your ideal sleep temperature. That's how you get the best sleep. And science has told us that for a long time, but Hey, I didn't know that being from Alabama. I just knew, man, I sleep better when it's cold. Well, if you want to maintain consistent, deep sleep, you got to lower that core body temperature. Temperature controlled sleep is going to restore your testosterone levels, repair your muscles after a hard day's work. And most importantly for me, improve your cognitive function. So you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. I love talking about chili sleep because they make customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that really do genuinely help you improve your entire well-being. Now chili sleep makes both the Uller and the cube sleep system. I have the Uller. That's what I recommend, but man, try the cube sleep system. Everything they got is a home run over there. No matter what you pick, you're going to wind up with a hydro power temperature controlled mattress topper. 
Let me explain. It fits over your existing mattress. This is not a new bed. It's a bed hack for your existing mattress. These luxury mattress pads are going to keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep. Whether you sleep hot or cold, you're in control. Chilly sleep is going to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chilly sleep can make that happen. So head on over to chillysleep.com forward slash Arn to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for Arn listeners and only for a limited time. That's chilly, C H I L I sleep.com slash Arn to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up feeling refreshed every night. Hey y'all, I'm not kidding around. If you find yourself waking up once, twice, three times a night, maybe you're flipping your pillow constantly looking for the cool side. Dude, what are you waiting for? Go to chillysleep.com forward slash Arn and get the best sleep of your life. It's Conrad approved. It's chillysleep.com forward slash Arn. So they're going to throw to you for your match, which we mentioned briefly, but man, you can really feel how nervous Lex is. He's going to settle in and get comfortable, but he's not quite there yet. But boy, I love that line about, you don't see the road warriors are here. You know why they're at the gym trying to look like me. I don't know those guys the way you did, but that feels like something I might not would have said as the new guy on camera. I'm sure they had the receipt already (laughs) in mind. You can bet your ass that they were pissed about it. Who would have been more pissed? Hawk or animal? Uh, probably. Yeah. Just guess it. I could guess that too. Let's, uh, let's mention that you're back on the road that night. That's a double shot here on Valentine's day, working with Wahoo at the armory in Lynchburg. The next day you're doing a, a matinee show in front of 3000 fans for something called Mosca mania. This is, uh, of course a tribute show, I guess, uh, a celebration for Angelo Mosca. And, and you're going to be taking on Tim Horner here. Who's substituting for Baron von Raschke. We haven't talked about you spending a lot of time in Canada. What can you tell us about being in cops Coliseum in Hamilton here? Yeah, that was like a two or three, four day loop, right? Something like that. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure what all you're doing with Moscow, but I do know that you also had a show that same day in Toronto because the Moscow show was a matinee. So that night yeah. you were in Toronto and then the very next day you were in Brantford and the following day you were in Peterborough, Ontario. So I think this Moscow thing is just a one-off and then it's just regular JCP shows as a little trip through Canada. It was a rare trip up there. We took the G1 um, Gulf Stream. So that made travel a lot easier. Um, we didn't have nearly the following. I don't think that, uh, WWF at the time had yeah. in Canada. Uh, they were, they were the hot commodity. Uh, but you know, 3000 people in the afternoon, first time in, that's not too bad either. Um, <coughs> I if you don't mind, if you could clean this up, all this hacking. Yeah. I'm sorry. This That's is okay. the shits. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, the, the fans were great. They were very responsive, uh, but it was like a three or four day loop. And we, we had the option of having a private plane. So that made it a lot easier going, getting in and out. The, uh, as I mentioned that night, you're uh, in Toronto, you're going to be beating Tim Horner the next day. You're going to pick up a win on a TV taping over Hector Guerrero. That's in Brantford, Ontario. 
work with him again in Peterborough on the 17th. Uh, and then you're back stateside on the 20th. This time you'll be in Jacksonville in front of 8,000 fans. Uh, you'll do a, a TV taping here where we'll have Tully, Lex, Ole, and Arn taping on Bob Armstrong, Dutch Mantel, Eddie Roberts, and Ricky Lee Jones. I guess we were just looking for bodies at the end of that. Uh, and then we've got a Sunday edition taping where we would see Ole and Arn take on David Isley and Tommy Angel. Of course, this is all happening on the weekend of the 20th and 21st here. So let's play a little bit, uh, from the 21st. We've got some syndicated shows here. And uh, part of that involves a promo with Arn Anderson and the nature boy himself. Let's take a listen. Here's Arn Anderson taking on Ron Garvin in Fayetteville. It goes like this, Tony Giovanni. Anytime you got the four horsemen in town, somebody's got some clout somewhere. I don't know who spent the big bucks, but somebody did to get the horsemen at the Cumberland County Arena. So it goes like this. First of all, Ron and Garvin, punch me all you want. Do I look like I've got a face that hasn't been punched? It's no big deal. What you do is when you get punched and you go down, you just get back up and you feed them again. You understand what I'm saying? So you're not going to knock me out. Then we're all going to take a seat. Fletcher takes out Murdoch. Luger takes out Horner. Then we sit down and we watch our cousin Ric Flair do what he does better than anybody else, Wyndham. That's defend that world heavyweight title. Ooh, what a night it's going to be. The four horsemen. All of us in Fayetteville, North Carolina. All of us styling and profiling. All of us with our dukes in the air. And Barry Windham, you're not spoiling that for me. I don't like Fayetteville, but I'll guarantee you this, I'm gonna turn it on. And in Fayetteville, you're gonna be mine all night long. Woo! But do you miss the, the era where, you know, those little live promos like that to, uh, to sell live events where that was a thing? I mean, you don't really have to do that anymore. You know, it's just, the house, the live event business is done with professional wrestling, at least in my eyes. And back in the day, it was such a regular part. Is it something you miss? Oh yeah. I mean, that's where you learn. Yeah. That's where you make a mistake, you know, and you can fix it. And if you know, you're not quite comfortable doing a promo, you can, you know, you can always go, Hey, you know, cut, let's redo that. If you have to, it's very seldom done because you learn, more by your mistakes than you do the things that you do well in this business. So a lot of things would go on, you know, through, I tell you the one thing, again, I'm, I'm just watching the evolution of this thing with Luger and it for only to have not had a opinion about Luger yet. Yeah. Jumps off the page to me. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep it going. Let's mention you're going to be in Philadelphia in singles action against Ricky Lee Jones on the 21st. There'll be 7,216 fans on the 22nd. You'll be teaming with Lex Luger to take on Denny Brown and Ricky Lee Jones at a matinee show in Asheville that night. You're in Roanoke, Virginia on February 22nd. This time it's you and Oli teaming up to take on David Isley and Tommy angel on the 23rd. You're working second from the top with Jimmy Garvin. Haven't spent a lot of time talking about Jimmy Garvin here on the show. Uh, what do you think of his presentation? You know, all the sequins and, and of course he had his lady there spraying the uh, air freshener and he's teasing the hair and it was a different look. I, I've always really enjoyed his stuff. He's like a, a guilty pleasure of mine as an in-ring performer. what do you think? Well, yeah, cause he was a tremendous after you'd got all the fluff out of the way. He's yeah. a great worker Yeah, and great hair. He didn't need all that hair. <laughs> 
It will. He doesn't have it these days, as you know. Good. Cue ball Jones I mean, these days. Very good. Yeah. You know, for me to have nothing to be the human coconut and him to have all that hair, that's bullshit. I agree. Scott playing a rib. It's okay. Nobody to really address on that. If that's the case, I mean, you're going to call God out on that. Well, he did but give you a bulldog championship, you know, he so, did. Wait I mean, a minute. What did he? Yeah. God did that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. If it took divine intervention, I, I'm good. Did you think I met Jimmy Garvin? <laughs> yeah. I was wondering how Jimmy Garvin pulled that off. <laughs> I could see it click. He's like, oh, he meant God. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That one I'll okay. take. Not Jimmy. No, Jimmy wasn't there. That's fine. Say I should have been a lot nicer to Jimmy Garvin if he had that kind of influence. It happened in the nineties. Shit, what were we doing? Wow. So in the new year, a lot of us are trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. We're talking zero grams of sugar, thirteen to fourteen grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. You can build your own box or get a variety pack with available flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash ARN to grab your delicious cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code ARN at checkout to save $5 off of your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ARN. And be sure to use the promo code ARN to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring today's episode. Okay, so it's New Year, New Me, and all that jazz. But I want to tell you about something that our friend of the show, Eric Bischoff, has been telling me about for years it's kratom now i have to admit i had no idea what in the world kratom was until a few years ago but it turns out i'm way behind you see kratom is an all-natural herb related to the coffee plant that's been used in thailand for centuries kratom helps energize your mind and relax your body a lot of people say it just helps me feel good that has certainly been the way eric bischoff approaches it eric bischoff actually uses this a lot of times before we record 83 weeks. Now, what I'm talking about, of course, is super speciosa. Super speciosa only has one ingredient, pure kratom leaf. And here's what we're talking about. This is going to allow you to focus. It certainly helps Eric focus whenever we're talking about granular details from 25 or 30 years ago. It gives him the opportunity to focus. A great friend of the show, Cassio Kid, he uses kratom to relax. Uh, he thinks Kratom is a, a great alternative when he's looking to wind down at the end of the day. People use Super Speciosa for a lot of different reasons, but here's a few other ideas that you might find a need for Super Speciosa. Maybe you're looking for, I don't know, the extra courage to ask that special someone out on a date. Maybe you need the gumption to go ask your boss for a raise. Maybe you need to run that extra mile. Kratom is often used as a pre-workout, and we recommend Super Speciosa for beginners, we recommend capsules because they're easier to use. We also recommend the green strains. They are the most popular. By the way, I want to mention if you've never tried Kratom before, Super Speciosa has a 100% satisfaction or your money back guarantee. We've recently made a change at Super Speciosa as well. The code I'm about to give you can be used again and again 
and you're going to be able to use this code to continue to save money. How much money? Well, check this out. Try Kratom now and get 20% off. Go to GetSuperLeaf.com forward slash ARN and get 20% off with promo code ARN. That's GetSuperLeaf.com forward slash ARN and use the promo code ARN for 20% off. By the way, these statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But buddy, it's not like it just popped up. Kratom is an all-natural herb. It's been used in Thailand for centuries, and we think it's about time you try Super Speciosa and save 20% off when you go to GetSuperLeaf.com forward slash ARN and use that promo code ARN. 20% off at GetSuperLeaf.com forward slash ARN. Uh, then we do a TV taping in Rock Hill uh, on February 24th. Uh, here we're going to see... Uh, and this is kind of fun. Arn Tully and Lex taking on Denny Brown, Ricky Lee Jones, and Eddie Roberts. Roberts is going to submit to the human torture rack from Lex Luger. But prior to the bout, Bob Cottle is going to be doing a ringside interview with Ric Flair. And Flair is going to talk about Nikita, Dusty, Wahoo, Barry, Garvin, both of them, the Armstrongs. And then he's going to send a message to precious. It's funny that we were just talking about Garvin and now it feels like Hey, Flair's going to give her a little shout out. What'd you think of precious? You know, I mean, one of the rare commodities in wrestling, Mr. Garvin and her stayed together all those years, just like you and Aaron. That's pretty uncommon. Maybe they were an uncommon duo, huh? Quality, quality lady, nothing but nice, nothing but professional always all the time. And, uh, they had their gig and they were good at it. She complimented him big time, but they were just, just quality people. They knew to set you separate business from, from pleasure. And, uh, they were just a joy to be around. Nice, nice folks. That same day you're doing double duty. It'll be you and Oli taking on Larry Stevens and Johnny ACE. ACE is going to submit to the old standing arm bar from Oli, which was par for course here in 86 and 87 for Arn and Oli. Then we're going to have a debut in Hammond, Indiana. This is something that stuck out like a sore thumb. You guys had never ran Jim Crockett promotions wrestling here in Hammond, Indiana. It's a civic center. It's a civic center. And here's the card. Dick Murdoch over Ricky Lee Jones, Misty blue over Linda Dallas. Hey, you ever hear anything about Misty blue over the years? I have no idea who that is. Uh, apparently as the rumor goes, she, before she got into wrestling was an adult film star. Did you ever hear about that? No. Then it was Lex Luger. He's going to defeat Baron Von Raschke. And then we've got Ron Garvin defeating Arn Anderson by DQ. And then we've got, uh, Tully taking on Tim Horner, Ricky and Robert taking on Rick rude and Manny Fernandez for the tag titles and Ric Flair wrestling Barry Windham in the main event for the world title. Here's the reason this sticks out. It's in a civic center and there's 500 fans there. What? How's that possible, dude? Do you know where Hammond is? No, I don't. And apparently neither did anybody else. Nobody else does either. (laughs) It is hard to get to. It is not in a nice area of town. The building is a dump. It's on the outskirts of Chicago. And it's really, you know, back before GPS and all that. Yeah. Difficult place to find, you know, really was. Supposedly it seats 4,500 folks. 
And you had 500 dude. Well, I mean, is this just, is this the local promoter just picking the bad building, a bad town? <coughs> I mean, it's the same TV it's TBS. Maybe they didn't want to see it. Well, what else could it be? It's just amazing to me when you've got, you know, all the big guns and it's just, uh, done click. Uh, huh. we're not done though. Uh, we still got a couple shows left. We've got Minneapolis, Minnesota, February 26, 1100 fans there. Once again, you're teaming with Lex, but this time Oli's in the group too. So maybe this is where we'll start to see those seeds start to happen. It's Lex, Arn, and Oli taking on Wahoo, Tim Horner, and Baron Von Rasky. I think that's the second time they've been on the same team. The other time being the eight man, uh, the next day, uh, February 27, 3000 fans are here in Albany. You're working second from the top and you're going to beat Brad Armstrong. Um, also on the 28th, it's back for TV. Uh, and this is going to be a pretty big show. Because this is where it all goes down and we're going to play it. But the gist is Oli and Arn are going to beat Alan Martin and Randy Mulkey by submission. Oli's going to apply that dreaded arm bar. Of course, that's all she wrote. But then afterwards, he's going to come over to the commentary area and, uh, he's got some things to say. So we're just going to jump right into that because actually before we do that, Maybe we should lay the groundwork here. Um, we'll play some other clips from that same weekend. We are back at ringside. Members of the Four Horsemen, Tully Blanchard, James J. Dillon, and their associate Lex Luger. You know, I've been sitting back listening to all the uh, all the reveries today about the great night in Pittsburgh last night, how a record was broken in the Civic Center, an all-time record for professional wrestling match. And hey, I think that's great. But the Horsemen had a big week, too. The other night, we sold out Hammond, Indiana, jumped in the limousines into Chicago to show Chicago how the Horsemen like to party. And when Chicago said, hey, we can't handle this anymore, Chicago's going to bed, that we jumped in the limousine with the General Bruce MacArthur and boogied on down to Cicero and put them to bed. And that's the way the horsemen do it, right, Tully? 24 you hours a day. You know JJ? Being a horseman is 24 hours a day. But you know, Tony Giovanni, the Space Mountain Net Tour was alive, exciting and well, yeah. from Chicago to Minneapolis to Pittsburgh. And you know what? Baltimore's coming pretty soon, right? You know, we talk about the Space Mountain Nets. They're hiring extra security at the arenas when Lex Luger walks that aisle because the women are going, their estrogen levels are surging, their hormones are surging, they're stuffing dollar bills, fives, tens down my trunks, I walk the aisle, they're clawing, they're grabbing, they just want to touch. See if it's for real. It's for real, ladies. Lex Luger is all there, the ultimate, the total package, and he is so happy to be associated in a part of the group, the elite group, the horsemen. Right now, the epitome of the horseman is in the ring. I'm talking about the great Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, the greatest tag team in wrestling history, and they're going to show you again today just how the horsemen do it. All right. So there you go. The groundwork is laid. I do want to mention, uh, I think that may have been a, a stone cold fact, uh, what our man JJ was saying there about Pittsburgh. I didn't mention it because you weren't on the card. But the day before this, February 27th, They've got 17,521 fans. It's a legitimate sellout in Pittsburgh. Gotta be one of the biggest crowds in JCP history. Uh, and I believe that whole, uh, Pittsburgh record. I mean, that, that seems totally legit to me. Of course, we're going to get things done here with the arm bar. And then as we said, there's something going down after let's take a listen. Up in Baltimore. 
They're awesome. You're looking at the original horseman, The Rock. He and Gene Anderson, the greatest tag team combination in wrestling history. And what did he do? Only Anderson opened his arms to Ric Flair. The rest is destiny. Ric Flair, the greatest heavyweight champion of all times. And then to complete your tradition, the original four horsemen. Who comes in but Arn Anderson to complete the unit. And then when Gene Anderson went down, it created a big boy. And what happens? Ole Anderson opens his arms to Tully Blanchard. JJ, wait just a minute. I believe he said that uh, we let an outsider in is the way he put the terminology. Well, yeah, he might have said that, but hey. But this outsider, JJ, right here, world's television champion, the proof is in the pudding. You got the Am proof. I right That's or wrong? exactly That's right. right. Okay, here's Ole. Is that supposed to be something that you want to say to me or what? If the shoe fits, wear it, Ole. If you'd have been taking care of business instead of that snot-nosed kid, you'd be... Were you... Okay, fans, we're going to have to take a break. Man, how about that? Mm. It finally goes down, but not the way maybe you think. I think uh, the way it was looking so far, maybe it was going to be only attacking Luger. He didn't want the new guy there. Instead, he smacked Tully in the mouth. That was a pretty big deal. What was going on behind the scenes? How did we get to this creative? <coughs> what do you remember hearing about? Well, this is the direction we're headed. Well, from day one, Oli had said... <clears throat> He was going to, you know, ride with the horseman, but when his kid start, you know, his wrestling at UTC, he's going to take off and he's going to watch him wrestle. And that was said way back, you know, 85. Before fact, yeah. Before, before the fact. So he had planted that seed already on a legitimate, but, but legitimately yeah. he was, he was going to take time off <clears throat> Tully to say that about his kid. Cause at that time. Obviously, Tully didn't have any kids for him to take a cheap shot. That's why Tully Blanchard had so much heat and has heat today. Only he would get that much mileage out of saying something like that. And only he would say something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it had a lot more impact than if Luger said it. And that would have been a terrible booking right out of the gate anyway. Luger and Ole. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, we're not done, uh, with this show. Of course they were just throwing to a break. So let's, let's come back from commercial and let's see what happens when we hear from JJ again. Mountain out of a molehill. All right. You, let, let's get off the subject and talk about something else. You got a match in the ring. You're paid to be television combinators, not to second guess no, what JJ, the horse. Wait, 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 JJ, right? you don't know what, what, JJ, what happened. Don't tell me what I know. JJ, what this I don't is know. big news. We talk about the four horsemen all the time here on TV. You're at the top of the list. You've said it yourself. This is big news. As a matter of fact, it warrants taking a look at once again. I, I think we should happened. see this tape. Can we roll this tape again? I'm glad you came out here. Can we take a look at the tape? went down and created a big boy. And what happens? Ole Anderson opens his arms to Tully Blanchard. JJ, JJ, wait just a minute. I believe he said that uh, we let an outsider in is the way he put the terminology. Well, yeah, he might have said that, but hey, but this outsider, JJ, right here, world's television champion, the proof is in the pudding. You got the Am proof. I right That's or wrong? exactly That's right. right. Okay, here's Ole. Is that supposed to be something that you want to say to me or what? If the shoe fits, wear it, Ole. <laughs> If you'd have been taking care of business instead of that snot-nosed kid, you'd be... Were you... Oh! Goodness gracious! Okay, there it was once again. Now, something 
you're just shaking this off. Right, but now, like I said, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. The horsemen are as tight a unit as they've been all along. This, this is just a little... Listen, when you've got a successful group like the horsemen, you're bound to have some little things internally that okay. happen, right? I'll, I'll agree and with these that. things can be smoothed over. You, you're trying to create a problem that doesn't exist. Now, something has happened that needs to be rectified, and I, I think if Ole Anderson is still somewhere in the studio, and I would assume he is, if, I think... I think if he just comes out here and says, look, I, I'm sorry for what happened, the matter is closed, and I, th I think that's all that needs to be done at this point. And if Foley's here, I'd appreciate if he'd come out. If he'd just come out, just say, I'm sorry, and the matter is closed. Well, I'll, I'll take care of setting everything right. He's not okay. coming out. We've got to go to a break, JJ. We'll be back, I think you can at least give him a minute or something to get out here. And it's coming. We go to a break. We're stretching it out. It's good TV. Let's hear the end. Earlier, we had to go to a break. Maybe we didn't give Ole enough time to come out. Listen, the horsemen are very intense individuals. Sometimes emotions have a tendency to get a little high-strung. And a couple of the horsemen were just, maybe they didn't understand why Ole wanted to sit up in the bleachers and cheer his son on to the state regional finals somewhere here in Georgia, rather than be running where the horsemen thought he should be, because at that point, maybe he'd be a world champion. Now, Ole, you've been a little stubborn all your life, a little pig-headed sometimes. Sometimes you got to sit you down and explain the facts of life. Now, what happened is no big thing. But to make things right, Ollie, I think you owe the horseman an apology. You owe Tully Blanchard an apology, and maybe you owe me an apology. I don't know. But I think if you're still in the building, and I'm told that you're here somewhere, I think, Ollie, in all fairness, if you just come out here, and I think it needs to be public because you took the opportunity to do it in front of a, who knows how many millions of people. All I'm asking, Ollie, is get out here. Don't put me on the spot and embarrass me any further. Get out here and tell the whole world you put your foot in your mouth, you're sorry, I'll smooth it over with Blanchard, I'll smooth it over with everybody else, and it's over with. Now don't keep me waiting. How much well, time's left? I don't know. We don't only have a couple of minutes left in the program. Apologize to me. And you talk about the unity of the horseman? Okay, we'll see about the unity of the horsemen right now. We don't need to see any interviews. We need to get Ole Anderson out here. If i got to buy some time to keep this program on the air, I'll do it. I, how much is it quick? Somebody get a phone we call. Are, to we are a minute I got money. I, I got know, money. I know you have money, Somebody JJ. Call Turner. That. Cancel the news or whatever you want. I'll stay on the air here till we get Ole Anderson out here. If it takes five minutes or ten minutes, we got money too, right? We're staying on the air. I don't care what he is. At this point, he's embarrassing okay. Okay. Oh, man. Only thank you very much for coming in. Tell you like it is. I don't appreciate you talking about my son, and as far as I'm concerned, you're a scumbag. Whoa! I'm a scumbag. You and all the That's Tully. Look at him. What's going on? I don't know, but... You can forget about the unity he talked about right there with Ole Anderson's happening to the four, four horsemen. Goodness. They are back, as you can see, back behind our podium right here. Fans are on their feet. Look out. And we are right near the end of our program. This is the four horsemen. JJ. Well, how about it? That's how the show goes off the air. JJ Dillon, uh, on the receiving end of uh, a blow from Ole Anderson and Telly Blanchard just couldn't stand for that. And man, it looks like there's trouble on the home front for the horseman. This was a pretty big dang angle for the horseman here. Was it not? 
I'm fixing that one. Can't wait till next Saturday. How about you? Yeah, man. You, you talk about a cliffhanger. About that was good TV. Major hook. Yeah. Well, and we hope it was a good hook for you because we're going to pick up where we left off a lot happening in March of 87. Of course, we're going to be talking about how we progressed the whole Aunt horseman and, and, and Lex Luger and Ole situation, but we're also going to get the mysterious disappearing act of Dennis Condry. I think his last show is towards the end of March here in 1987. This was a fun show, man. A lot of stuff happening for you guys here in February of 87. Yeah. Business was, uh, it was, it was still hot. I mean, 17,000 in Pittsburgh. Wow. Yeah. Big time house. Uh, you finished the show or finished the month rather. Uh, on the 28th in Taylorsville, North Carolina. It's a fundraiser for the Alexander County rec department. You and Bob Armstrong, probably a night off, but man, you're back and running come March 1st. There's going to be 9,000 people in Virginia. Uh, we're going to have big crowds all over, but we're going to have some interesting small ones too. Like we're going to talk about when you guys visit Birmingham, Alabama, the continental territory, if you will, and BJCC. Uh, the Birmingham Jefferson civic center is a pretty doggone big arena, the biggest in the whole state of Alabama, which I realize doesn't say a ton, but still only 750 fans there. But then you got sellouts in other towns. It's interesting. We're still, we're not quite to the very end of the territories, but we're not too far away. Uh, but what do you know? We, we slide into Greensboro, 15,000 fans. It's, it's still great to be employed by Jim Crockett promotions, right? You betcha. All we had to do, and again, we're all geniuses on Monday morning. All we had to do was stay on the East Coast. Jim Crockett could have ran, you know, his territory and expanded up as far as Philly and Baltimore and went down to Florida and probably still been in business. Well, that's a story for another day, uh, but we greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, thank you for being kind to me today, Arn. after you took us to the whipping shed, uh, this past week, but I'm looking forward to next week, man. Talking about 87 has been uh, fun so far. And, uh, it's a definitely, a, a transitional period in professional wrestling. We know Watts is going to go out. You guys are going to pick him up. WrestleMania three is going to happen. Uh, of course they're going to try to sabotage Starcade on pay-per-view later in the year. Uh, a lot of meat left on the bone here in 1987. Next week should be fun. Yes, sir. And everyone seems to be enjoying it. Everyone I've talked to, uh, they're liking this format because it kind of lets them, you know, be the fly on the wall and, and live some of those experiences with us as we go back and remember. And, uh, that's got a different taste to it. I think. Yes, it does. And we're hoping you're coming back for a second helping next week, right here on Arn. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. Steven Singer's announcing his brand new rose color for this Valentine's day. Are you ready? Click your heels three times and say, I wish I knew what the new color is. Wish granted Steven Singer's brand new rose color is Emerald city. Picture it. A real rose dipped and trimmed in pure 24 karat gold with sparkling deep green petals. This magical Emerald city rose will take her breath away this Valentine's day. As she opens that beautiful gift box to reveal a real rose encased in brilliant 24 karat gold set against stunning deep green. Go to, I hate Steven singer today and get your Steven singer, Emerald city, 24 karat gold dipped rose and get yours before they're gone. 
exclusively and only available at Steven Singer Jewelers. It's the number one gift this Valentine's Day. Steven's famous gold dip roses start at just $59 and all come with a lifetime guarantee. Fast, free shipping, real jewelers, real roses for your real love, all at IHateStevenSinger.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.